Mr. Vinegar Mr. and Mrs. Vinegar lived in a vinegar bottle. Now one day, when Mr. Vinegar was from home, Mrs. Vinegar, who was a very good housewife, was busily sweeping her house, when an unlucky thump of the broom brought the whole house, cutter-clatter, cutter-clatter, about her ears. In an agony of grief, she rushed forth to meet her husband. On seeing him, she exclaimed, Oh, Mr. Vinegar! Mr. Vinegar! We are ruined! We are ruined! Have not the house done, and it is all to pieces! Mr. Vinegar then said, My dear, let us see what can be done. Here is a door, and I'll take it on my back, and we'll go forth and seek our fortune. They walked all that day, and at nightfall entered a thick forest. They were both very, very tired. And Mr Vinegar said, My love, I will climb up into a tree, drag up the door, and you shall follow. He accordingly did so, and they both stretched their weary limbs on the door and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, Mr Vinegar was disturbed by the sound of voices underneath, and to his horror and dismay found that it was a band of thieves met to divide their booty. Here, Jack, said one. Here's five pounds for you. Here, Bill, here's ten pounds for you. And here, Bob, there's three pounds for you. <laughs> Mr. Vinegar could listen no longer. His terror was so great that he trembled and trembled and shook down the door on their heads. Away scampered the thieves, but Mr. Vinegar dared not quit his retreat till broad daylight. He then scrambled out of the tree and went to lift up the door. What did he see but a number of golden guineas? Come down, Mrs. Vinegar! he cried. Come down, I say! Our fortune's made! Our fortune's made! Come down, I say! Mrs Vinegar got down as fast as she could, and when she saw the money, she jumped for joy. Now, my dear, said she, I'll tell you what you shall do. There is a fair in the neighbouring town, and you shall take these forty guineas and buy a cow. And I can make butter and cheese, which you shall sell at the market. And we shall then be able to live very comfortably. Mr Vinegar joyfully agrees, takes the money, and off he goes to the fair. When he arrived, he walked up and down, and at length saw a beautiful red cow. It was an excellent milker and perfect in every way. Oh, thought Mr Vinegar, if I had but that cow, I should be the happiest man alive. So he offered the forty guineas for the cow, and the owner said that as he was a friend, he'd oblige him. So the bargain was made, and he got the cow and drove it backwards and forwards to show it. By and by, he saw a man playing the bipipes. Tweedledum, tweedledee. 
the children followed him, and he appeared to be pocketing money on all sides. Well, thought Mr Vinegar, if I had bought that beautiful instrument, I should be the happiest man alive, and my fortune would be made. So he went up to the man. Friend, says he, what a beautiful instrument that is, and uh, what a deal of money you must make. Why, yes, said the man. I make a great deal of money, to be sure. And it's a wonderful instrument. Oh, cried Mr Vinegar, how I should like to possess it. Well, said the man, as you are a friend, I don't mind much parting with it. And you shall have it, that red cow. Done, said the delighted Mr Vinegar. So the beautiful red cow was given for the bagpipes. He walked up and down with his purchase. But it was in vain. He tried to play a tune. And instead of pocketing pence, the boys followed him, hooting, laughing and pelting. Poor Mr Vinegar. His fingers grew very cold. And just as he was leaving town, he met a man with a thick pair of gloves. Oh, my fingers are so very cold, said Mr Vinegar to himself. Now, if I had but those beautiful gloves, I should be the happiest man alive. He went up to the man and said to him, Friend, you seem to have a capital pair of gloves. Yes, truly, cried the man. And my hands were as warm as possible on this cold November day. Well, said Mr Vinegar, I should like to have them. And what will you give? said the man. As you're a friend, I don't mind letting you have them for those bagpipes. Done, cried Mr Vinegar. He put on the gloves and felt perfectly happy and trudged homewards. At last he grew very tired, when he saw a man coming towards him with a good stout stick in his hand. Oh, said Mr Vinegar, that I had but that stick, I should then be the happiest man alive. He said to the man, Friend, what a rare good stick you've got. Yes, said the man. I've used it for many a long mile, and a good friend it has been. But if you have a fancy for it, as your friend, I don't mind giving them for you for that pair of gloves. Mr Vinegar's hands were so warm, and his legs so tired, that he gladly made the exchange. As he drew nearer the wood where he'd left his wife, he had a parrot in a tree calling out his name. Mr Vinegar! You foolish man! You blockhead! You simpleton! You went to the fair and laid out all your money in buying a cow! Not content with that, you changed it for bagpipes on which you could not play and which were not worth one-tenth of the money! You fool! You, you you had no sooner got the bagpipes than you changed them for gloves. 
which were not worth one quarter of the money. And when you had got the gloves, you changed them for a poor, miserable stick. And now, for forty guineas, cow, bagpipes and gloves, you have nothing to show but a poor, miserable stick, which <laughs> you might have cut in any hedge. On this, the bird laughed and laughed, and Mr Vinegar, falling into a violent rage, threw his stick at his head. The stick lodged in the tree, and he returned to his wife without money, cow, bagpipes, gloves, or stick. <laughs>